Hello, my fellow roadies. This is Aubrey. Starting the new year is often associated with two things. One, a fresh start, clean slate, and two, ways to improve oneself. In the spirit of self-development, I am extremely excited to share with you the Road to Rediscovery Wellness Alignment eBook series. The three-part series talks about ordinary practices that support your wellness, your physical and mental state, and serve as an anchor for pursuing your desired self-improvements, such as finances, relationships, career, and more. The Wellness Alignment Series is available at roadtorediscovery.com shop, as well as Amazon. I truly hope you find these short reads valuable for personal development, and please feel free to share with anyone you feel this could help. Thanks so much for your continued support. In life's journey, we must seek to reflect, learn, and grow. Welcome to The Road to Rediscovery with your host, Aubrey Johnson. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to The Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson, and I am so, so glad that you're here with me. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on past life lessons to learn and grow from them and to take it to the next level and help others who are struggling through dark times. Have you ever had a dream of achieving something only to be derailed by doubt and uncertainty? Have you ever wanted to learn a new skill and not know where or even how to start? Or perhaps you felt stuck, not sure that you have what it takes to pursue the career of your dreams. My special guest is a certified rapid results coach. She's doing some amazing work, uplifting and helping women find their God-given purpose, discover their potential, overcome insecurities, and to reach their goals. Let's welcome Tessa Hopman to the show. Hey, Tessa, welcome. How are you doing? Hey there, Aubrey. So nice to be here. Thank you for having me today. I'm doing very well, thanks. And how about oh, you? I am doing fantastic. Thank you. We are thrilled to have you here. And so, hey, let's just dive into it. Let's first start off by sharing with the listeners, if you can, you know, um, where you're from and, and generally what was what was life growing up for Tessa? All right. So originally from the Netherlands, um, I've moved a bit now as I am currently in New Zealand via um, America for a little while and living in South Africa for four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, life growing up, I always say I always say I was raised by wolves. It was very chaotic. <laughs> um, my my dad is a workaholic, so he was never mm-hmm. there um, providing in what he thought was the right way and making sure we had everything. Yes. And um, so, yeah, it was pretty much me and my brother at home. Um, mom, unfortunately, left as well. So it was a bit of a wild bunch. We get we got to control the house. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's very different from, from the normal growing up. But it also learned uh, or taught me how to be independent very quickly. Right. And I just from there always just had this niggle that that I was meant for something more than than the current like little island I was living on so always Mm -hmm. searching I'd say I think most of my life I was searching for something that I couldn't quite find gotcha gotcha so um, like you said you got to learn a lot about independence at an early age so those uh, simple uh, independent skills that say someone who's maybe five or six would not be doing yet like Mm. um 
oh, like washing the dishes, taking out the garbage, uh, doing your laundry. Um, I'm sure you and your brother were kind of fending for yourselves and, and, and doing that uh, early yeah. on, right? Well, not my brother so much. He just let me do it. But oh, he let you do it. Huh? Was he your older brother or younger brother? Yeah, he was three years older. So he was okay. uh, was in high school and he had his rebellious streak. So it was, it was me doing those gotcha. things. <laughs> Nice, nice. Now, Tessa, you also mentioned um, you, you felt like you 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 had the potential to 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 do something more to um, and 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 not just be restricted to an island. Um, where did that where did that fire come from at such an early age? And 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 what was some of your first uh, efforts in um, demonstrating or stretching those possibilities? Yeah, where did the fire come from? I think at that point, we're still driven by things we have no idea of and that we don't understand. Mm -hmm. And as, as we grow up, and especially as coaches, when we dive into like how the brain works and why we do what we do, yeah. um, you realize that things come from powerful drivers, such as the longing to belong to something, the longing for attention and love and, and to be seen as special. Um, and when you don't get those things without you realizing, you start looking for it in other places than, than from, from your parents where, where you would expect to get it as a child. Right. So I think that first just pushed me because I felt there was a hole inside that I couldn't quite fill. Mm -hmm. So that just pushed me for searching in different places. Unfortunately, none of them were the right places. Mm -hmm. um, and only when I went to America for a high school year, did I actually become a Christian and mm -hmm did I understand that that hole couldn't be filled by anything looking on the outside? And it was actually um, me receiving that from God. I mean, it was still, I was 17 then. And I think I pretty much struggled with, with me and my faith up until I was maybe 28, 29. I see. Um, so it wasn't like oh, I was saved and everything was fixed, but it mm -hmm. did slowly make more sense. Um, so, so I think the drive was just from the beginning from wanting to be loved and, and be given attention and, and shown that I was enough, uh, but it evolved over time into, into purpose, into knowing that I was created by a creator who, who put me in this, on this earth for a greater purpose and to have that impact. So, so I would say it's an evolving journey. Oh, fantastic. Yes. And, and I, I couldn't agree more, Tessa, you know, um, it's not a flip of a switch, right? I mean, uh, it's a journey. It's a, it's a journey. And, and, and let's say like parts of the journey that you said where you've searched in different places for things that you weren't getting at home and they weren't necessarily the right places, right? This is before you found Christianity. Um, yeah. That's all part of the journey as well. Is that right? Yeah. And, and even afterwards, I mean, we live in, in a fallen, broken world, right? So, mm -hmm. so we still get lured by by instant gratification or we get lured by by looking for things in people and in yes. things and yes. in possessions instead of looking looking to be fulfilled by Christ so mm -hmm. again when you get saved it's not it's not an instant solution we don't give up our control we don't give up our free will and God wanted it that way so so it's still a, a journey of discovery who we are at the core and undoing all the worldly things. And, and like I said, it took me to 28, 29 to finally realize that who I actually was in Christ and accept myself for who I am and move forward from there. Gotcha. Gotcha. I couldn't agree more once again. <laughs> I mean, just, uh, I mean, it's a hundred percent. I mean, thank you for sharing and being transparent 
in, uh, you know, in that part of your journey. Um, I, I really appreciate it, Tessa. So uh, let me ask you this. I have a question for you regarding um, something like uh, that you referred to earlier when it comes to, you know, we, we, we may be we may be drawn by temptation or instant gratification and those types of things, right? Even after finding Christ and being saved, um, there's there's still challenges, right? Um, there's going to be even some setbacks, right? Um, but we have the tools and know what we can do to ask for forgiveness and 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 to try to do what we can to draw closer, um, even on those days and times when we drift away. But uh, I, I want to ask you this question, and then I'd love to go into um, go into your business and your work, if you don't mind. So um, one thing that um, is a term that uh, I have come to know quite well in uh, at least my congregation and so forth is uh, something known as spiritual warfare. And um, from what uh, I've learned, at least the definition of that is uh, being where, you know, we're, we're, we're a brother or a sister, we're a son of God, right? We're a daughter of God, we're, we're, we're God's children. Um, and um, we're trying to do everything we can to be obedient, to be faithful, to draw closer to Christ. Um, but somehow with the universe and the elements of the world and just different things that happen or different things that are thrown in front of your face, that may kind of may kind of nudge you a little bit for temptations to go into a deviating path. Um, we refer to that as spiritual warfare, and uh, and and I wanted to know your 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 thoughts on that, and uh, and and the type of impact it could have on someone who is uh, who is you know struggling to do the right thing. Hmm. You know, how long do we have? Um, <laughs> I think. When it comes to spiritual warfare, I think as Christians, we either give the devil too much credit and we're mm -hmm. like stuck in fear because he can ruin our lives yeah. or we don't give him enough credit and just pretend he doesn't even exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. And wherever you are on the spectrum, still reality is, you know, it says in the Bible, he is walking around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So we have so much responsibility there because we give him that foothold. We give yes. him that space in our life to deceive us and to tempt us and to, and to put these thoughts in our heads and have those thoughts run rampant and grow bigger and more depressing and more negative. Um, so I think we carry much more responsibility when it comes to spiritual warfare. Um, on the same note of saying that, it is also so important to be in a community of like-minded people because yes. why my road took so long is because when i was in america it was one year of sweet bliss i was in a christian university or a christian high school i had christian friends i had a christian family and then that year was over and i had to go back home yeah and yeah. Home, my family didn't believe i mean my dad was a christmas catholic he would go to church once a year so that doesn't really count um yeah. <laughs> Uh, so my family didn't believe, none of my brothers believed, none of my friends believed. And then I went off to university. Mm -hmm. And then there's a life uh, of parties because in the Netherlands, like over half of the people are no longer believers. And I had no support system. Nobody took me to church. Nobody. So I was a baby, baby Christian. I knew that Christ existed and yeah. I had a little bit of background, yeah, but that yeah. was it. So that's why for years, 
I didn't just get tempted. I lived completely in the world because that seed was sown, but it wasn't growing. It wasn't being watered by my community. It wasn't being fostered by anybody. So even though I'm saying we have a big responsibility ourselves, when we're baby Christians, we need that support and that community because we're just not mature enough as Christians to be able to deal with that on our own. So, so yeah, that's that's my two cents on on spiritual warfare and, and how that happens in our lives. No, thank you so much. And and that rings true. It really does. Um, if we're out there floating alone um, with no type of support structure or system, then um, that that type of warfare, <clears throat> excuse me, it can afflict us, you know. And, uh, and, and having that support system, that's where it's at. Um, that's uh, so meaningful for, you know, um, for people to be together and be there for each other, right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, so thank you for sharing that. I, man, I greatly appreciate it. All right, so let's talk about the vine dresser and <laughs> the amazing work that you, that you are doing. Um, first off, if you don't mind, Tessa, if you can share with us what inspired you to explore this, uh, this, uh, this type of coaching, all right? Mm-hmm. And, and then um, talk about how the vine dresser got started and maybe, you know, some of the cool things that you're doing. Awesome. Well, how it got started, I think, for most coaches is, is from personal experience of feeling unfulfilled, mm-hmm. unmotivated. And again, God created us for purpose. And as long as we are not walking in it, we will always feel that emotional tension and that pool is going to get bigger because our our soul and our spirit know where it's supposed to be. But in the body, we are still like so concerned just working the nine to five because who else is going to provide and putting all that burden on ourselves. So right. I was also then and I got to a point where I couldn't even get out of bed anymore. And I was just feeling such heaviness on myself on my soul so it was actually my fiance who said to me listen i found this coaching course maybe you'll find your answers there to why you're feeling the way you are and what you're meant to be doing yeah so so i did it to find my own answers and and it was great to a point so Mm -hmm. it was all about neuro-linguistic programming so all about the science part of things and i learned so much but i still wanted the biblical in my life and i still wanted to make sure that they were matching because I wanted to walk the way of God, but also wanted to be happy in this life. So I started combining them together. And and I really thought, well, if I need that as a Christian, I'm sure there's many other Christian people out there, women out there who who also want that, who wants to feel fulfillment, but also want to make sure that they do it God's way. So so yeah, I started combining the two. and, And when it comes to a name... I also wanted it to be the godly influence. I just prayed over it. It's like, well, in my next Bible study, will you reveal the word? Like, what what should I do with my business name? So I opened up my Bible and here's a story about how Jesus is the vine dresser and mm-hmm. how he he prunes us and he tends to us so we can flourish, right? So he yes. he he plucks out all the weeds and makes sure the soil is healthy and he waters us. And I was like, it's such a beautiful description of, of what coaches do help you to flourish and, and to blossom into who God created you to be. So, so yeah, that's where the name came from. And since then, it has been a journey of discovery. Like you saying, it's not just a destination. It's who we come on the road to it. 
Uh, so it's been ever evolving. I started just as a purpose coach for women. Um, it has now grown out to coaching both men and women, not just in, in personal life, but in business now as well and in growing ministries in businesses. Um, right. So that's a beautiful growing journey. Um, we're currently writing a book. Um, so yeah, good, good things are happening. and just following God's path and I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and I love, love the, the, the biblical and the Christian element that mm -hmm. you blend in along with the science, you know, to, um, to, to make this, I think that that makes it more holistic, right? Mm -hmm. um, because like you said, there's a lot of spiritual people um, out there. There's a lot of Christians who could, you know, who could use your coaching and use your, your help, you know, and, 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 and I think, I think, this biblical side is an element that shouldn't be overlooked when it mm. comes to the different types of setbacks and 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 tragedies and tr even the triumphs and and the mm. wins you know um this is an element that needs to be included uh when it comes to coaching or uplifting anyone you know um going through tough times so uh i have to commend you for for including that element thank you so much well, I think it's just like being upfront that where it comes from originally. I think yeah. a lot of times, like the Bible isn't overlooked. People are just kind of like making it their own source. Because for example, a law of attraction, manifestation, those things didn't fall out of the sky. They are rooted in the Bible. It just yes. speaks things into being, you know, we have creative power with the words that we speak. Energetic blocks is because of our fear, worries, and anxiety. Um, so they're just like taking the credit for something that God created in the Bible. <laughs> so they're also using the Bible. They're just not, not mentioning it. So that's my yeah. personal take on it. I'm just being upfront. Okay. It's a, I find neuroscience and then I find scriptures in the Bible to back it up. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. No, I, I, I see exactly what you mean. And yeah, I'm sure there's some people, like you said, they've taken a practice that they do and, you know, and, and it's, it's, re it's referenced in the Bible, but you know, they don't say that part. So yeah. no, I, uh, I, I understand that. Uh, thank you for sharing that too. So um, on your website, you talk about uh, helping people realize their true potential, right? Um, people who feel like they're say going through some setbacks that they're stuck, not quite sure where to turn, um, uh, helping them realize their, their, their true potential. So um, I, I know this can be a very long answer, but um, I keep it short. <laughs> how can you coach your clients uh, to know when, you know, based off the work that you do with them and they reach a point to where you can see they've reached their potential? or at least they realize that they have more potential than what they give themselves credit for. Um, mm -hmm. How do you coach them to where they know that either A, I have uh, reached my potential or B, I am capable of more than what I thought? Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's definitely mainly focused on B because mm -hmm. A, have we reached our potential? No, we will only right. reach the end of our potential when when our last day on earth has come and we have fulfilled our full potential and our full purpose right. but when it comes to be realizing that that mm -hmm. is just 
stripping away everything that you have put on yourself, the burdens of guilt and shame, the burdens of your past experiences and what people told you that you were too much or not enough. And, and by stripping away those and instead focusing on, on, on the cross and what Jesus did for us and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how he sees us, that is the true solution to it all because he sees all those things in us he knows our potential but we are so focused on on the negatives and the past experiences and i don't know if you've ever heard about gestalt theory it says that we respond to things that happened to us in the past we're actually responding to memories and not our current situation mm -hmm. and, and that is what holds us back so much so in coaching we we look at you realizing your potential by by showing you, first of all, the power of your mind. So the power of what visualization can do and, and seeing your potential in, in, in the spiritual. Um, and then also starting to speak it. So uncovering the lies and replacing them with God's truth about you and just releasing those energy blocks, releasing the hold that your past experiences have over you. Um, and, and from that point, you will be able to now move onto that road and grow into that. It's it's a continual journey over time. You you don't just wake up one day. It's like oh, I see my full potential now. Now we right, go for no. glory, glory, like God says. And that right, takes right. A little. <laughs> yeah, it takes work, right? And and you're gonna have days where hey, we're taking steps forward, and then mm. you're gonna have a day where you maybe take a step back. And it, it's it's that whole step forward, step back. That's yep. all part of the journey to where you know, um, to where you start to learn and realize what your potential is. So, uh, and, and you completed my sentence there. Thank you. Cause I was like, I was going to say a little bit of time. It's like, no, it doesn't take time, but you're <laughs> so right. It takes work and it takes deliberate choice and actions because change can happen in seconds. It's just yes. putting the work in day after day and making that choice again. So thank you for that. That was the right word. Oh, oh no, no. Thank <laughs> you for uh, a very specific piece of insight that um, that at least resonated with me. I know it will resonate with the listeners. It's where you said the negative thoughts and the bad feelings that, that you have of yourself uh, limiting yourself to realizing that potential. Okay, banishing that, throwing that out, moving that aside and inserting God's truth, mm -hmm. God's truth for, for you, for me, right? He yeah. loves us. He wants nothing but the best for us, you know? Yeah. And, and so, you know, our, our negative thoughts in, in our mind and stuff like that uh, can't hold a candle to what he's capable of revealing to us. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so that, that's yeah, what and, I And it, it comes back to what you said in the beginning, you know, about we give the devil that foothold. We allow him to, to remind us of our past mistakes because God said he doesn't even remember them. So why are we remembering them? It's because we allow the devil to remind us. Yes. And um, my teacher once said, you know, our greatness is covered under guilt and shame. And the guilt and shame is, is what we allow the devil to deceive us with, that we are stuck in that, that it's on us. And, and, and God is saying all the opposite. So by changing that focus, you will change your reality. Yes, yes. You will change your reality for sure. Oh, awesome. So uh, Tessa, when it comes to working with your clients um, and uh and, 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 and the different things that you, uh, there's different activities, different exercises, approaches, I'm sure that you guys work through. Um, 
there's never really a destination, but when you, when, 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 when your work with someone reaches a certain point to where uh, there's considerable progress in how they feel about themselves, mm -hmm. uh, there, there may even be, uh, they may even be, ha have drawn closer to Christ, you know, um, and, and then you sit down with a cup of coffee and chat with them and they say, like, um, in working with you, they've learned they've learned something new about themselves. What are some of those things, if, if they ever tell you, that they've learned about themselves in their journey in working with you? Oh, um, one of the things that they say a lot is mm -hmm. that, they, that they didn't realize that they have a brain, that they are not their brain. Right. Um, a lot of times people love beating themselves up for procrastination and self-sabotage and overwhelm, but that's our brain's limited way of keeping us safe. So mm -hmm. that, first of all, is already something that, that can set somebody free just to realize, okay, well, it's not me all the time trying to hold back my progress. It's actually that brain that was created to keep us safe. And it's doing right. that, by trying to keep us in the comfort zone. So that, that is always an important um, realization for people. And mm -hmm. then another thing is something that um, I refer to as shadow values. That is, um, we are both dark and light, right? And right. we aren't just purely good. However, those things are very powerful drivers inside of us. And even though they have selfish motives, I'm, I'm using society's words now. Right. Um, like the things like the need for control, the need for belonging, the need for superiority, attention. Some of the people that might be listening to that, I was like, oh, yeah, I actually have a secret need to know if we feel special. Or maybe I have a secret need to get recognized. Yeah. And, and yeah. those powerful things that we kind of push away when they realize that instead of pushing them away, embrace them and use them for your goal and where you want to get to, because it can be such a powerful win-win for the people around you. And especially us Christians like, oh no, but we're supposed to be selfless. But if I, for example, for me, if I use my need for recognition and attention to want to become the best coach, author, and speaker I can be, and in return, people get amazing value from it. They find healing, they find purpose and fulfillment. I'm actually doing them a service as well and filling my own cup. So, so that is one of the most powerful realizations that people have by mm. actually embracing who we are, both the like beautiful things that we tell people that we're so patient and loving and kind, yeah. and then things that we kind of like push away, the ones about attention and wanting to be recognized. When we actually embrace all of it, we come into the fullness of God, who God created us to be. So I think those two are, are two things that I hear often that gives people a lot of freedom. Mm, um, yeah. And just becoming aware of what you're thinking about. A lot right. of people don't take the time to ask themselves questions like, well, why do I do this certain thing? Or, or what do I get out of it? Or what can I think of instead? So a lot of times it's also just about awareness and and yeah. and knowing Broad awareness yeah yeah so, so those three things i would say are the main things that, that they often bring up gotcha beautiful beautiful and i love how you mentioned some of the things that you know we push away and and people would naturally you know push those things away like attention um you you actually encourage them to not to push them away but to embrace them but to embrace them in such a way to 
in order to get those needs fulfilled, you know, you're doing something good. You're reaching out to help others, which, like you said, in turn, um, helps meet this need, right? So um, I, I'm, I'm sure it takes some a degree of reframing in that person's mind. They'd have to reframe this whole thing that that we would push away. We need to reframe it in such a way to where now we embrace it so that we can leverage it to do good and help others. Mm, yep. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Beautiful. Awesome. So uh, Tessa, how can the listeners connect with you and learn more about, you know, the great work that you're doing? Um, different ways. They can either go to the website you have visited, which is thevinedresser.com, or I'm quite active on Instagram, which is thevinedresser.nz. Um, and otherwise, either download my workbook, which you're going to put in the show notes, I'm sure. And mm-hmm. um, there's a 12-week course that people can enroll for at the moment, which is starting 15th of March, I believe, and that is dreamertodoer.com. So um, I'm sure all of those will come up in the show notes, but that is the best way to, to read more about what's possible for, for the listener and how they can get in touch with me as well. Oh, wonderful. Yes. And you're absolutely right. We are going to put the websites on the episode show notes, direct links to them, as well as um, links to connect with you on social mediums, uh, Instagram, Facebook, in those areas. Um, and uh, if you and I, we can work together to get that, um, that, that, that book, that document um, downloaded, or at least available to be downloaded from the episode show notes, I'm more than happy to put that up there for the listeners as well. Awesome. Thank you very much. Awesome. Oh, thank you for sure. Um, and it's our pleasure. All right, Tessa. So now we are at the point where we go into a segment I like to call Three for the Road. And in Three for the Road, that's where I ask my guests random yet thought-provoking questions, challenging them to answer in five words or less. So what do you think? You think you're up for it? Oh, you've seen how much I talk, so I'm going to do my absolute (laughs) best. (laughs) Oh, you'll do fine. I have no doubt about that whatsoever, Tessa. I have no doubt at all. All right, so here we go. And by the way, my questions are not cookie cutter questions that I ask the same to every guest, okay? My questions are customized based on the background and the field of expertise for my Mm, guests. Exciting, bring it on. All right, here we go. Number one for three for the road. What can we tell ourselves when doubt and uncertainty starts to creep into our heads while we're trying to reach a goal? Oh, wow. I guess six, trust God with all your heart. Okay, gotcha. Trust God with all your heart. Love that. That says so much. Number two. For you, Tessa, name one of your favorite films that involves one discovering their potential and reaching the summit of a seemingly insurmountable goal. I don't know the name of that. I'm so bad with names. You're putting me on the spot now. <laughs> um, I, I think it's called Pay It Forward. 
Yeah, Pay It Forward. That's a great movie. I think Kevin Spacey was. In yes, there. yes, that one. Yeah, yeah. With the little kid, uh, bring the little kid. kid. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Awesome, awesome. Pay It Forward. All right, number three to top us off for three for the road. This one should be easy for you. Fill in the blank. To get out of a rut, I must first take action. Take action. Two simple words that means and says so much. Tessa Hopman, thank you so much for being on the show. It was such a pleasure having you. Thank you so, so much. I had loads of fun. I could be here for hours. I really love this. Oh, thank you. No, I could, I could be here for hours as well. Now, uh, look, I would love for us to stay connected, okay? Uh, I'd love for you to come back on the show, let's say five, six months down the line and any new work or any new books or any, you know, any, any new updates that you have for the listeners, love for you to come back on the show and share with us. Would you like that? Would that be cool? Yes. You know, it's a perfect timeline. Like I said, we are in the process of writing a book, me and my co-author um, yes. about a practical journey of healing. So that yes. should be done six months from now. We would love to share. Oh, that's going to be valuable information for the listeners. So yes, let's get back together in that time and, and, and share and celebrate the emergence of your book. Awesome. Definitely. Thank you so much, Aubrey. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. And I want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in and listening. And as a quick reminder, if you want to have heads up VIP notifications of upcoming episodes and guests before the episodes are even released, then it's real easy. All you have to do is join our mailing list at roadtoRediscovery.com. That's road, the number two, rediscovery.com. The Road to Rediscovery, it's a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You're now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life. And it sure feels good having you on the road with us. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. The Road to Rediscovery is an A.J. Shark production.